This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live and our phone lines are open. If you have an interesting item that you'd like a free assessment of, you can give us a call right now, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, don't worry. It's toll-free. You can call one 866 744-740. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny are the stars of Storage Wars Canada and Northern Treasures. They're live in studio. They are our experts. What kind of week was it, boys? Oh, fantastic. Oh, it's better than fantastic. Didn't you watch us last night on TV? Yes, I watched myself on TV one, last night. One of my favorite <laughs> things is watching me on TV. And last night, uh, we had eight episodes, and we had four on City TV and OLN. On, and next week, next Friday and Saturday, the same thing is going to happen. On 8 o'clock at night on City TV and OLN, we'll be violating a lot of TV sets all over Toronto and all over Canada. And they're going to show another four new shows and eight more new shows on, on Saturday night. Like last night, we bought 75,000 neckties. No, remember well, that? we didn't buy it last night. We bought it a while ago. We bought it a while ago. I don't want another 75,000 ties. But, and then we bought 11,000 VHS tapes. So there, sometimes we made a little bit of a mistake. But I got a story about the VHS tapes. You imagine a whole, how much 11,000. Bogart, how much do you weigh? Uh, listen, 11,000, I counted them, okay? How much do you it weigh? It took me about a week. How much do you weigh? I don't know, 190 pounds. Okay. So we're going to the dump. Okay, we're dumping these 11,000 VHS tapes. On the way into the dump, they weigh our truck. We dump off the tapes. Bogart had to go take, a, had to go take another dump and before we left the place. Okay, so I literally paid to dump Bogart because they weighed the truck with Bogart not in it. So that's what happened, and that didn't get filmed. But I actually paid to dump Bogart. We should have filmed that. The amount of VHSs we had to throw out there... That was ridiculous. And then the guy at the dump was like, hey, you're going to use those? I'm like, uh, I'm at the dump, dude. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, they're not coming home after this, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. But, and, but the shows last, you know, I forgot how much fun we had filming those. Remember that? It was a lot of fun. A lot of work on your part, but a lot of fun for me. Yeah, it brings back some memories, yeah. And next week, uh, my uh, Bogart's two sisters are going to be on the show twice. And uh, Don't remind me. Yeah, That's so- something I can forget. Yeah, no, but and this week we sold um, uh, uh, that card set. I think I brought in last week. I sold it for twenty three hundred dollars, and we sold mm. a watch for eighteen thousand dollars. Hello. Yeah. Well, hold on. Where does I don't see this money? Well, no, eighteen thousand dollars. Where's my cut? You'll get it later. You you know the drill. 
On, uh, but there's a person right now bringing in a. Uh, we're working on a deal right now for a million dollars in gold and silver. In uh, we've, we're outbidding the other people by a little more than a hundred thousand dollars. Well, how does this deal come to you? Like, how are they contacting you? Yeah, they they phoned me up. They actually went to my neighbor, and uh, he paid less, and we just outbid him. That's that's what we do. We pay Speaking more. Of which, for, yeah. Let's do some numbers. So um, our, our station number, if you have a rare item, old coins, gold, silver, statues, maybe some fine china, maybe it's antique toys or sports memorabilia, maybe an old piece of advertising or some farm accessory you think might have some special value, you can call us right now, 416-360-0740. To get in touch with Paul and Bogart off air, you can contact them through their store. Their sto- store is located at 10,341 Young Street. That's 10,341 Young Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. The store's phone number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. We want to get to the phone lines. We have Ray in Oakville is our first caller. Ray, how are you? I'm just fine yourself. We're doing pretty good. What do you got? I phoned last week as the last caller about a, a, a bottle of champagne that my dad brought back after the war. Okay. And, uh, yes, 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 yes. And your military guy was at a, at some other place, I think. It, did you have a chance to ask him about it? Cause we weren't sure whether. I thought my dad told me that it was given to the Allied soldiers when they left France in in '45. I'm good. I'm my memory's good. It's just short. Yeah. I didn't do it. Congratulations, this week. you're in the crowd. But <laughs> as we talk, and I'm on camera right now, I'm writing down this. So I will have, I guarantee to have an answer for you next week. Okay. I guarantee to have, because I'm allied champagne. It's uh, 19, the bottle is 1937, it says, a vintage. But you bought it. Right, but it was handed out in 45, if I recall. I'm sorry? Yeah, it, was it was handed out in 45. in 45, yeah, bottled in 37. Yes. Yeah. I will find out. I guarantee, I apologize for not doing it this week, but we had such a heck. I never stopped this week. I ran out a day before I ran out of work every day. It's I one have of some more alcohol. My <laughs> aunt received a bottle of Old Par Scotch uh, in 1942. Okay. And uh, I still have that bottle, uh, and it's never been opened, and it's in a box. The box is torn a bit, but the, the bo- and, it's, and it's wired similar to a, a champagne bottle. That'd be nice. Have you ever had a sip of 100-year-old scotch? Not yet. I've done it, and it, it melts in your mouth. But unfortunately, even though this is uh, probably almost that old, it's been in the bottle and hasn't been aging. They so, said on the bottle that the, the, the scotch in the bottle is aged for 151 years oh or something goodness. like that. Wow. That sounds delicious. Um, okay, you've got an interested party here. Now I've got two reasons to talk to you next week. How's oh, that? Okay. Well, let's gather Ray's or? information. Let's gather raise information or, or so you guys can be in contact. I'm sorry? We want to swap information so that Ray can get the exciting answer to the Allied Champagne and also find out about this 151-year-old bottle of scotch or whatever it is. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right, much. thanks, Ray. Our next caller will be Helen in Bolton, and I'm told that she has a collection of Barbie dolls. Helen, how are you? Hello. How are you? Hi. What do you uh, have? I have three Barbie dolls here. Uh, one, they're in the boxes. They've never been opened. One is called Barbie Style, one is called Lunch Date, and one is called Tropi- Tropical Tropical okay. Splash. What years are they What from? years? I have yeah. no idea. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, no. The They're dip- old ones. I know that. Well, old and Barbies is back 1959. 
And actually, without getting sounding weird about this, you have to check on the rear cheek of the Barbie, and it'll have a date on there. Oh, I haven't checked on the rear seat. These seats are all covered. <laughs> I, I know. Taken them out of the box. This is this is a weird thing for me to be talking about, but that's how you find out. They'll have patent dates or registered patent dates on the back um, back side of the Barbie. Yeah, but don't you want to keep it in the box to keep it like mint? But no, it might have indicated if it's got a barcode in the box. That's a bad sign. If uh, you've got Barbies between 1959... There is no barcode on this box. Perfect. Uh, there is no barcode on this box. Is there cellophane on them? Yes. Okay. There's cellophane on the front so you can see the Barbie. Okay. And there's no, there's no barcode on this box either. I don't this is, know. That's always a good thing. No yeah. barcodes indicates age a little bit for us. What you got to do here is send me off a picture to oh, okay. sales, if you can... Or you can just call me uh, mm-hmm. during the week, and I can mm-hmm. look it up. Um, sales at Toronto Gold Silver, all one word. Mm-hmm. dot com. Okay, you can do I that don't... on the internet, or you can come and see us because we don't bite. We had a lot okay. of people in this week. Actually, people brought up a lot of neat stuff. A guy brought up. I'm going to show it in one minute. He called me during the week. And I'm sorry, but I have more, no more information on your Barbies. Wait, I, Helen, do you have this in front of you? If it's in the box, you should be able to tell if it's from the 80s or the 60s. So uh, Barbies are all like, I mean, there's there's literally websites entirely dedicated to the values of different yeah. Barbies. There was a fairly popular one in 1985, but you'd see right on the box because she has super long hair tropical Barbie. And that one is fairly collectible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got long it, hair. It's blonde. No, 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 like long below her waistline long? I don't know, because it's tucked behind something. Yeah, it Ah, is below. Yes, it is below, and it's blonde. Mm -hmm. Okay, is it a pink box? Uh, The box is pink on the inside, and it's um, she's wearing a bikini, I would imagine. She's got some, you know, something around her neck. She's wearing earrings. Okay, so I don't think it's the 1985. It's probably older than 85. Uh, and there is uh, there is some perfume uh, a bottle in there, by the look of it. Is the box approximately eight inches across, twelve inches tall, one inch deep, two oh, inches deep? Oh, it's I well, it's about an inch deep. But it's not what you said across. It's only about four inches across. I would. Think. Yeah, it'd be, no, no, no. It'd be like uh, two or three inches across. Yeah. It's like a narrow box. Well, just yeah. a minute. I'll, I've got a, a measuring t- a thing right here. Oh, she's like um, this. It's, this is a competent caller. Three and a, three quarters inches across. Okay. And it's more than a foot long. And it's yeah, this will be about probably twenty-five to thirty-five dollars. Okay. Because it's very popular, but new in the box does make a difference. And the nice thing about it, it's immediately saleable. Oh well. You know, this is a good thing. And if you have three or four of them, the I've word got three. Three. Uh, it's worth keeping up the trick. Now, if you have any of the advertising, the little catalogs that came out from Mattel, all of this stuff connected to no, Barbie no. sells. Actually, these were given to me. Okay. Hmm. These were given to me, and I left them in the box because I was going to give them away, but somebody said to me, "They're little, you know, you can get some money for those. Yes, you can. Okay. Come on up to my store. All and- right. Oh. Helen, thanks for the phone call. Okay. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Our next caller is Randy, and I'm told he has some collectible coins. Randy, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zoomer Radio. Good. Thanks for taking my call. I have 12... What do you got? I have 12 RCM proof sets. Okay. 1971 to 1995. 
Okay, the ones here, this is interesting. 71 is a double dollar set probably. These double dollar sets are little black, kind of little pouches, little booklets. Yep, double all double dollar. Yeah. Now, the double dollars in 71 doesn't have silver. After that, in 73 up to about 91, they're 50%. The double dollar, one of the dollars is made out of nickel right. and worth a dollar. The other one's made out of 50% silver and worth about 8 or $9. After 91, 92, 93, and 94, they will be not sterling silver dollars, and those are worth approximately double. They'll be worth around $15. Okay. Then you've got $1.85 in other money that's in there. So they're worth between ten to twenty-five dollars each. The ninety-one being much better. The ninety-one sells for around fifty dollars. As a series, you can always sell the set as a series because people do collect that way, or you can sell them individually. But they're met, the, the, the RCM, the Royal Canadian Mint, was very, very uh, efficient in selling these. They sold a lot of them, and every week we get in between twenty and fifty sets. Yeah, now there's another set. You remember the Olympics in 76? Yes. We get those. Those are Now, the good thing about those is every four-pack, you know how they come in little four-packs? I only have one. Yeah? Oh, you have one of the coins or one of the four-packs? One of the four-packs. Well, that four-pack has 4.32 ounces of silver in it, so you can always sell it for the silver. Right. And we and that's worth around $80 wow. in silver. And you can all we we get about forty to fifty of those in every week. Oh, wow. The government, like I said, because well, if you bought them in copper, they'd be worth nothing. So the idea. So wait, that, what are we talking grand total then? Oh, he's got about two hundred dollars worth, and you might have some other sets. Uh, there's oh. the PL sets that came in the little envelopes. Those are worth because they don't have silver in them. Are worth between three and four dollars, five dollars each. Right. So it's. Uh, when a you lot get more be- than face value. Yeah, well, it is. But when you get before 1967, uh, those sets are worth about $25 each, which is a lot more than $1.85. Okay? And we tell people, you can call our store, and we'll tell you the price that we'll pay for them every day. Do not take these to these roadshow guys that'll say they're giving you the highest price. You can go there, but what I would suggest is take their price and then call us up, and we'll give you a higher price. I guarantee that we will pay more on that stuff, okay? It's not very collectible, but it does have the silver in it, and that's how we make our money. We buy this gold and silver. Like I said, we're on a deal right now. I hope we get it. We are literally $100,000 higher than the next highest bidder on this set, on this collection. And they're, they're taking it everywhere, you know? But it's, we, we intend. Randy. Go ahead. Randy, thanks for your phone call. I got one more item. Yep. Um, oh, there you go. 1953 chrome nickel? No. NSF far leaf. Oh. <laughs> well, no. What's no? <laughs> Sorry. No. Bam. No. no do you like have that. the mule back? Is that what you've got? No. You've got the variation? Uh, just no, no shoulder fold. No NS- shoulder fold, and there's a far leaf. It's a far um, leaf, NS65. Ah, that I have to look up, and I don't have my books with me, but that's a variation that is worth money. And being because a lot of people don't know what MS65 means. Um, MS means mint state. MS-60 is, it's mint, but there's a little bit of bad dings on it. MS-65 is one of the best conditions you can get. MS-66 and 67 are a little bit higher, but you never do see them. Either 64 or 65, but I would Yeah, 64 is a lot different, yeah. As, as it gets to that mint state in those different grades, some people have collections of only MS-65 stuff. 
and they're willing to pay the top dollar for it because it is perfect. Can These are this, perfect coins. Can I get this evaluated or certified? Yeah. Um, you can bring it down. We can help you out with that. You can uh, give us a call at our store or drop it up, and we can help you with that. That's what we do. Okay. Can I, can I mail it to you? Yes. Where are you coming from? Aurelia. Oh, that's too bad. Sorry about your luck. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, you can mail it to us at 10,341 Young Street. Right. And um, two things will happen. If it's worth certifying, we'll tell you, because we don't want you to spend money you shouldn't be spending. No, this is very nice. Okay. If it gets the grade, perfect. Yeah. All right, Randy, thanks for your phone call. We've got to move along to Mary Jane in Wingfield. Mary Jane, how are you? Oh, sorry. Mary Jane speaking. Hi, Mary Jane. Welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. What do you have? Well, we have a hat here that uh, the family claims to be a Napoleon smoking cap. Wow. Um, I, I took it down to to Rom yep. uh, years ago, and they said, yes, it's of that error, but proved that it was his. Now, my thing that I'm thinking is, would... Now, this hat has been on my children's heads, my, our heads, uh, my husband's family's heads. Um, could we have a DNA opportunity or chance of finding out if it actually was his? In this, I, this, the price level, if it was his, you're talking probably several thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> We aren't worried about that at the moment. I'd just like to to be able to prove that it was his smoking cap. Apparently, um, his, uh, one of our family uh, was working as a seamstress in that time of Bonnie Prince Charles, and uh, they uh, stole the cap and and uh, hiked away from from the uh, family's well from being a seamstress. Yes. Okay. That's the story, and I I still want to know. Could it pass? Would DNA prove, or the fact that it's been on all our heads, uh, be that it, they couldn't prove it? That might be your only way, because as I talk about autographs and other stuff that we're trying to uh, check on the provenance, is sometimes we have to either photo match something, or we get it authenticated by a um, an expert. Uh-huh. The DNA might be the only way to do this, and they would have Napoleon's DNA. I'm not sure how much that would cost. Right, right. But, oh, it would be a fortune. But you know something? If you decide to do this, it would be something I'd love to have. I'd, I'd love to help you with it. Well. That seems like fun. It's been hanging around in the family a long time, and we certainly would love to uh, authenticize it, you know. Yeah. But uh, so, I just didn't know whether DNA, after having all us wearing it or putting it on, uh, would would spoil the chances of knowing. That's not so. Known. Just so you know, so I'm a lifelong watcher of NBC Dateline, and my new favorite show is Cold Justice. Kelly Siegler, and even I think in the latest case, they somebody there was a crime, and a, a couch cushion was washed, and even after washing it in hot water, they still had contact and blood DNA from five different people, one of them being the suspect. Right. So you would really have to do a lot to get rid of DNA if it was actually mm-hmm. worn by him in a significant way. Right. Right. And it's so yes, large. the answer is yes, it would be there. It's very large, and we always understood that Napoleon had a, a, a large head. So that's why we do think the story is true. 
But well, but there are other circumstantial ways to find this out. It's not like Napoleon was a, a drifter. I mean, almost everything he did after the age of 20 was well documented. So yeah. you could probably even find, if you have a family member who was anywhere in proximity of him, the year and location would probably be a better way to find that. Right. Go with DNA. Yeah. This, unfortunately, a little bit before photography was invented. So right. if we had a photo match, we'd, that's what we would do here. Uh-huh. Well, I will uh, sort of investigate and see what more I can do, but, uh, you know, we would cool like, story. like to prove it. So, all right. Interesting. Thank you. And please tell us how it turns out. If you get good news on this... <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> let me know. Right, do. We might be able to retire comfortably. And it's funny how you say this. You know, you say this about hats, and I brought in a bowler and a top hat into the show today to talk about clothes. <laughs> it's one yeah. of those small world things. Interesting, right? But well, these hats have considerably less value than yours. <laughs> right, right. So, Paul, at your yeah. store at ten thousand three forty one Young Street, you do offer a number of different ser- uh, services. You can have people tell you the quality of your gold when it was yeah. made. You've got coin experts. You've got stamp experts. You fly in people to authenticate uh, authenticate yeah. autographs. You don't have a DNA expert yet, no. though, do you? <laughs> but this might be worth getting one for. Oh, right. Yeah, well, it could be fun. I would I would come in if if uh, you know we could prove something or try to prove something. So, but thank you very much for t- speaking about it. Thank you. Well, you're, you're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. If you have a rare or interesting item lying around, maybe it's been in your basement for decades. Maybe it's an heirloom and you're curious. Is it authentic? What could it be worth? You can give us a call right now and have two experts give their assessment. Our phone number at the station is 416-360-0740. That's 416 416- Three six zero zero seven forty. If you're out of town, it's one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Our next caller is Greg in King City. Greg, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys? Good. You know, I've always good, enjoyed good. your show, and I actually called you a little over a month ago. But that's and that's going to be one of my comments. But um, you know, I've got an eighteen sixty sorry nineteen sixty seven um, mint set, including the twenty dollar gold piece, okay. and that was. My first first curiosity is what kind of value something like that might have. Uh, there's point five two eight eight ounces of gold. Okay. And I'm doing the calculations as we talk here. Fifteen, approximately fifteen <laughs> times. You should have had this prepared. I didn't know he's going to call. You should have. Well, you should have assumed. <laughs> he, he wants a fraction of an ounce quote. You can just give him the half price ounce, or you know. Ballpark. I'm not okay. selling it. I just kind of. I'm curious. Oh, you're not selling it. Well, then it's worth three thousand okay. dollars. No, no, I'm kidding. No, no. <laughs> well, you it, buy my house for five million too. Yeah, yeah. Month, you know? No, it's worth approximately eight hundred dollars right now in today's okay. market. Okay, it might be eight twenty-eight. You know, it's in that area. There's a little bit more than a half ounce of gold, and right. there's one point one ounces of silver in that set. Yep. And they made 35,000 of them. Okay. And you originally bought it for 40 bucks, so it was a good investment on someone's part in your family. So we my know mom, there's somebody my mom, my mom bought them for my brother and I. Okay. So we can buy two from you then. Well, no, my brother's in BC, so I don't think you'll get his. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but one other quick comment. As I say, I called you guys about about five shows ago. I'm the guy that has like literally 20 pounds of stamps from the late 1800s up until, well, it was given to me in the late, early 60s, and I'm the guy whose grandfather gave him 20 pounds of silver coins, uh, mostly quarters, uh, 50 cent pieces and silver dollars, um, from the 20s to the 
I didn't call you back? I think I did. Nobody called me back. You took my name after the show, and I've never heard from anybody. Now, the good news is, you know, I would like to sell the stuff, but the bad news is I never heard back. Okay. Now, I think I remember trying to get a hold of you because I get dogs or something, if I remember correctly. Well, I, and you, you were just I, I King in, City? I, I'm up, I'm up in, the, in a rural area of the King, King City, and, you know, I spent 15 years in Richmond Hill and back in the 80s, and I will never come back down to see okay. you because it's a nut place now. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just that, you know what, I remember when it was small town, and now it's not. Right. Uh, it's so, still a small town in a lot of ways, but okay. Uh, not compared to when I was there. <laughs> um, the stamps, unfortunately, I'd have to take the stamps. We have a stamp expert who comes in. Yep. Uh, it's like I always say on the show, I, I don't know everything, but I know people who do know everything. Right. And the stamps, I defer to him every time, and he's been, he hasn't let me down yet. The coins I can do in my sleep. I would love to buy them. Um, if they're silver, I can give you the price going in. I'll say, if you've got this, this is what I'll pay. So it's not a surprise to you. I'll tell you the prices I'll pay on um, silver dollars. I'll tell you the price I'll pay on all silver. If you've got anything numismatic, which by that I mean like a 1948 silver dollar, that's worth more than the price of silver, I'll gladly pay it. Like a person brought in a pack of silver a couple weeks ago, and I end up, uh, silver dollar was like $600. For the forty-eight, the rest of his silver dollars were worth ten bucks. Right. But that one, he was extremely happy because he didn't know it was there. Right. And we said, "Do you know what you have here, sir?" And he said, "The silver dollar." And we said, so Greg would love to have one of those stories, but you're going to have to get no, to him. He no, doesn't like silver, going to the city. Sorry, my silver dollars are mostly in the '60s, right? Like early '60s. Yeah. No. no and, but, but they're but, all silver. But, but the quarters and the fifty-cent pieces go back, like back, back, back. Because my grandfather was one of those guys that he was a. I guess a fundamentalist in a way that he just kept collecting quarters and 50 cent pieces from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s uh, until it stopped being silver. I'm going to say what? Give your number to Nathaniel. I promise to call you today or tomorrow. How's okay. that? That's how. Oh, oh I, I, you've I, got his number? Oh, that's you a ha- Paul sorry. Kenny guarantee. Sorry, I'm, I've been told that I don't know something here. Um, you have to stay on the line, and Nathaniel's going to talk to you. Okay. We're very technical. Fair here. enough. And I was going to You're say, listening to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. Oh, sorry, Paul. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to tell people at the beginning of the show that they can live stream us. And I found out how. But go on what yeah, you're saying. We'll talk after. Yeah. We can talk okay, after. Okay, we got to take a quick break here. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. Our station phone number is 416-360-0740. If you want to get in touch with Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny after the show or visit their store, which is located at 10341 Young Street, you can call them at the store. The store number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. We'll be right back. The following is a paid program. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver & Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver & Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is... 
Would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Toronto's only radio station on AM and FM. Zoomer Radio AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We are live and our phone lines are open. This show is all about stuff. If you have a rare item you'd like an assessment of, or maybe you just think it might have some special value, maybe you picked up some uh, some extra value over the years. Maybe it's an old tea set you've been hanging around uh, in your house for decades on end, sports memorabilia, anything you might have that you think might have some special value, you can call in right now, 416-360-0740, and you can talk to Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny, two of the stars of Storage Wars Canada. You also know them from uh, Northern Treasures, which you can now find on A. E. Uh, our station phone number is 416-360-0740. Our next caller is Sandra in Woodbridge. Sandra, how are you? Oh, hi. Oh, fine, thanks. And how are you? Fantastic. I have um, a session painting, but it's an American. I don't know whether you take sessions or not. Do you know sessions? Yeah, we can, on any paintings, yes, we can. Uh, like, as I say, we buy from Toronto... And we sell to the world. Okay. And <clears throat> it's James Milton uh, Sessions, born 1882, died in 1964. But the, the picture is all, uh, uh, you know, boats and things. It, it, the, it is, um, what size, 13 by 10. That's not counting the frame. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, it's nice. It's I'd like boats, to see it. In boats and everything, yeah. See, on something like this value, what we'd go through, there's two things. We'd check who it was framed by. We'd check on its authenticity. Okay. And we'd also check to see, make sure there's no repairs or anything done with and no problems. No, there isn't. Okay. It was done in Studio 6, 1989 Street. Oh, my God. I, just, I can't see it now. Probably... In the United States, I have a little thing here on on his whole uh, on the back. It's just a piece of paper that's all typed in. That would. Be, do you have other pieces of art, or you just have the sessions piece? Because that's a valuable well, piece. we have lots of stuff around here. I have so many things, Indian stuff, going way back, and oh my gosh. You're probably best. And this sounds like a um, a longer house call. Yeah. Um, what you we do do house calls and we will help you out. Okay. Um, but you should call. Give your number to Nathaniel. Stay on the line. And I should say that yeah. Greg should call us back because somehow we've lost his. Um, he he didn't. We didn't get his phone number, so I can't call him. Oh come on! Have... You're kidding me. Well, we're, we're... No. do you know Clement Sela uh, painting in 1927? Yeah. You do? Okay, now, I'd, I've got the feeling that I would like, I'd bring my art export, expert with me with when I come and see you. Okay. Um, I think that you've got some stuff that's worthy of the trip, no matter where you are in Ontario. Yeah, uh, we're these, in Woodbridge. Perfect. You're not very far away. So I would... Um, we do have, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff here, you know. Like the, the little Indian thing, you know, I'm going upstairs, it's... Uh, but it's kind of a little bit worn, but it's a nice, oh boy, quite big too. 
You yeah. are you are actually our the typical person should call us. Some people call. I'm, I'm not saying you would, but some people call those places like I've got junk, and they clear out the place. And they don't get anything for the good stuff. Yes. We do the same thing. We clear out stuff, but we tell people yes. what their good items are and how they can move them out. Not just yes. I shouldn't use yes. the word dispose of. Yes. Sell them well, for real money. Yes. and that's what we do. Well, I have uh, yes listened to you quite a lot. Like okay. I have. Uh, I have this knife that's Vita glass knife that's pink, and it goes way back. I would like, I, mm-hmm. it sounds like the things that you've mentioned so far, I'd be definitely yeah. interested in seeing, and yeah. I'm sure we can help you and or at least start you down on your path of uh, yeah. of shrinking down some stuff yeah. because it sounds like you want to get rid of a couple of items. Oh, and like I, I say, the more it. that you make, the more that you make, the more I make. Okay. So I have a vested, well, I'm not going to come into your house and offer you $500 for a $10,000 item. That's not how we do it. We tell you okay, what the so stuff, yeah. Sandra, we're going to need your information so we can uh, you, get you guys in contact after the show. But obviously something like a Sessions painting, that, that's a well-known artist, yes. right? Oh, James yeah. Sessions, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Okay. Thank you for your thank you for your call, Sandra. We'll have uh, Paul and Bogart get in touch with you. Okay. Our next caller is Ada in Toronto. Ada, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Hello? Pretty good. What do you have? Well, I am sitting in a bottle of champagne dated. It says vintage 1929. You're sitting in it. We're sitting in front of the table oh, now. Oh, it was in the fridge. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 1929. But who made it? It's a, it's a champagne Dom Perignon. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yes, definitely. yes. Yeah. Relatively famous. Okay. Uh, 1929. Unfortunately, you can't sell these on the, on the internet except for oh. as collectibles. But being champagne, being Dom Perignon, I'm sure we can find a use for it. Uh, but it might have a higher value as a certain vintage. Oh. Um, they do so one... We're just curious how much this will be if, you go, if somebody will buy it. Or nobody will buy it, I think. <laughs> I guarantee someone will buy this from you. Okay. Yeah. Um, but a 19, I'd have to check on this one. Sorry, I don't have that information in front of me. Because the older liquor, most times when we go into houses, we have to, unless it's sealed, we do have to dispose of it. But a bottle like that, Dom Perignon is probably worth four or $500. I'd have to check. But I'd have to, I can actually get the 1929 vintage. I would be able to, tomorrow, get you an exact price on it. I'll okay. say a range of, it'll say, and I'll give you what you can get for it, what it'll sell for, and how much money I make on it. How's that? Okay, and not only that, that I'm sitting in front, it's sitting in front of me now. I also have one penny, Canada, 19, uh, 18, uh, let me see, 1852? No, it'll be an 18, it should, oh, it'll be a... Yeah, 1852. Last before Canada, it'll be a bank token, <laughs> and it'll be is there, um... There are a number of them, depending on which one it is, because that's before Confederation. And oh. back then, a lot of the banks would issue tokens or they'd be uh, issued in, in the uh, United Kingdom. They would send them over to us. Or sometimes a spurious blacksmith would take a piece of copper and make it into his own penny for, making, for buying his beer and ale. Because back in about 1852... That was one penny or two cents, I think, was the wages of a typical soldier for one day. So it one penny, that horse, was... The, uh, somebody sitting on a horse title. I yep. don't know if that means something. Yeah, no, tokens like that, they were worth about 4 or $5. Ah, okay. If they're in perfect shape, 
Um, they can go up as high as 100. Most of them have got used to them. But the funny thing is, the ones that were counterfeited by these blacksmiths, and they call them blacksmith tokens, sometimes can be worth up to four, five, six thousand $6,000. The counterfeits are worth really? that much. Oh, yeah. Wow. And because it was copper, and they did, and if you check on the coins, you'll see a an edge an edge was put on them so that you couldn't take little pieces of copper off. The same thing happened with gold. People would make the little coins a little bit smaller all the time by taking a little piece of gold or a little piece of copper off. I see. You know, when you think a whole day's pay was one penny, that was your pay for the day. Sounds like my pay. No, no I, I really, it's different kind of coins. It's a collector collection coins way, way back. Yep. Back, it's a full of bucks. You know, it's Come heavy. and see us because so you can get lucky. You can check this for me. Yeah, no, no. That's what we say. People have potential lottery tickets in their houses, but they're not a good lottery ticket unless you check it out and find out what it's worth. And that's why we're here. So how are we going to do that? Come up to my store, <laughs> 10,341 Young Street. And we're there uh, seven, six days a week, and I work very, very hard. And how, uh, uh, if you, if I look at it on the map, where is this the main intersection? Oh, we're at Young and Crosby. We're oh. south of the just wa- north of Major Mackenzie is a yeah. much oh, you're way Young north. and Major okay, Mac. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, what about um, U.S. one U.S. dollar dated nineteen twenty-two? Approximately twenty-five dollars. Mm. It's silver. It weighs approximately 0.715 of an ounce. They sell for approximately $25. We pay around 18 Ah. But it's silver. And because up until 1950s, you could go to a bank in, in Nome, Alaska, and ask for a bunch of silver dollars, and your dollars were backed by silver, and you could actually take the silver out of the banks. I okay, see. and they were also in great shape. And if you went to Vegas in the in the, I think the fifties and sixties, the slot machines paid you in silver dollars. Oh, I see. So they're not as they're they're good. They're a little bit they're collectible, but they're not as rare as people think. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Ada, right, thanks then. for your phone Thank call. You so much. Thank you. Bye. Yep. I was going to say, in the world of coin collectors, you would think that old automatically equals more money. That's not the case. No. And uh, especially with money out of Rome, people go, look at this. It's uh, hundreds or a couple thousand years old. Look at this coin. You go, yeah, there's too many of them. It's it's not worth that much at all, right? It's no use having a limited supply of five if there's only four people in the world who collect it. Okay. Gotcha. That's what it comes down to. I've got a limit. Wait a minute. Before we take another call, I've got to do some business. We've got to take care of my my, uh, clients. My friends. You know my friends. You're holding an urn. No. I don't know where you're going with that. No, I shouldn't be holding this urn. This is an unused funeral. Someone brought this in yesterday and said, here's something you'll never see before. Okay? And it's a silver, sterling silver urn. For, I hope it's unused. And it's someone wants to sell. It's one of a kind. We get all sorts of stuff. Make in sure a, you open it up. Make sure there's no dust inside. There's nothing inside. I haven't checked. But you, that missed, was not, you missed it. Make sure there's no that's dust. That's not what I was calling okay. about. I wanted to talk about my friends at Southworks. Because I was there this week, and the place was loaded, okay? And they've almost got all the stuff up. All the showcases are full. All the antiques are in there. They moved to 73 Water Street, okay? Wait, Southworks moved? Southworks. Where have you been? Don't Not you, at Southworks. Do you ever listen to this show? Sometimes. Okay. So when you're listening to the show, and I say the Southworks is moving, they've done the complete move. They used to be up on uh, Grand Avenue. They moved about 300 feet away to 73 Water Street, okay? The place is well lit, air conditioned, clean. I love it. And it's like, and I'm actually having non, I sold a couple of end tables yesterday. We sell comics there. 
It's got everything you could possibly – they've got antiques online and lots of antiques, like we're going to be talking about our show at Christie. You know we're doing the show at Christie, right? Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, no, we're doing yeah, the show at Christie. That's a big one coming up in September. September 9th, and it's on Highway 5, 1000 Highway 5 West, just outside of Hamilton. This, why am I hearing this the first time? Because you should be listening to the show. There are lots of people out there listening to our show. Unfortunately, <laughs> you don't. Even when you're here, you're not listening. You know this thing that we do on TV when you're doing this and you're not listening on TV? Uh-huh. In real life, you're supposed to listen to me. Oh, okay. okay. I'm taking notes now. Okay, start taking notes. <laughs> but Christy Antique Show is on September 9th on Saturday, rain or shine. I want to say that Bogart and I will be there giving away millions of dollars. No, no, no. If it's shine, I'll be there. If it's rain, I'm not being there. If it's rainy, there'll be lots of deals. But Bogart and I are going to be giving away a lot of the Zimbabwe dollars. That Remember the remember that ep- episode we oh, found yeah. the money in a mattress? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So we're going to be giving away millions of dollars at the Christie Antique Show on September 9th. And one week before that, we're going to be at FanFest. Do you know about FanFest? No, I know about FanFest. Okay. FanFest is where 130,000 people show up at the convention center. For the last weekend of August, the Labor Day weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Do you know who the featured guests are this year? No idea. Tim Curry from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ooh. I have no idea who that is. You don't know Rocky Horror Picture Show? Okay, next. The Time Warp? You know the Time Warp. Nope. I, I can't believe I've raised a dumb kid. Sorry. But Fan Fest. Tim Curry was also the, the clown in the movie It. Remember yeah. the TV movie, oh, okay. It? Yeah, yeah. No, Tim and Curry... he also had a small role in uh, Home Alone 2 in New York. If you're right. wondering who Tim Curry is. Okay. Yeah. And this, they've got uh, people from uh, Walking Dead there. They've got people... It's all like pop culture meets comic books, meets anime, meets everything you could possibly... It's a weekend where all the women dress up as their favorite characters. It's like Halloween in the daytime. That's what it, this show was like, 130,000 people like that. Meeting your favorite stars, you can get autographs, you can have questions and answers with them. We'll be there, me and you. Okay. Okay. We'll be set up in a booth there. We have three booths. We'll be selling comic books and stuff from the show and stuff like that, and people can get stuff that we actually sh- have on our Storage Wars show. Are you looking forward to this? Well, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I'll <laughs> see when I get there. <laughs> no, I, I bet you're going to have a lot of fun. Okay. How much are you going to bet me? I can give some money right now. Yeah, Thank Paul, you. that might be a bad bet with Bogart. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. But, and also, my friend Clapson, I'm getting all this out of the way right now. My friend Ron at Clapson's Corners has finally made the move. You know Ron. Okay. We did the mattress Wait, thing. No, he said, wasn't he, when he, he moved again? Is he everybody moved. moving? Is like antiques just like taking off again? Antiques seem to be taking off. At Clapson's Corners, he's moved to about 15,000 square feet. Oh, uh, at about 900, I think he's on Highway 6. He used to be on Highway 5, didn't like Highway 5 anymore. He's on Highway 6, just near about, about a mile and a half from his old store. It's got 15,000 square feet, and it's a it's beautiful store. It is, it, he's spread the stuff out. He doesn't have to pile antiques on top of antiques on top of antiques anymore. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't unpacked them. He's got 350 boxes, we counted the other day, of unpacked antiques. Instead of counting them, why wouldn't you just spend no, no, the time no, you unpacking don't, them? But you don't understand. No, he wants to sell the stuff so he can put more of the antiques out. Okay. Okay, this is Ron up in Clap- Clapson's Corners. It's worth the trip out there. It's, I would say it's the, probably the best single-owned owner antique shop in Canada bar none okay 
And you know, you go on a Highway 6, you know where the dinosaurs are? He's about 100 yards on, on the north of the dinosaurs. Anymore. Huh? Dinosaurs don't exist anymore. No, no, there's a whole pile of dinosaurs on the side of the road. No, no, the, you're using the wrong word. Dinosaurs don't exist anymore. No, there are dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Okay. Let's... Ben, back to you. You're you're back in charge of the show now. Okay. Shirley in Mississauga is our next caller. She's curious about a necklace that she owns. Shirley, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I and love what do you the have? show. I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Well, thank you. Do you know where the dinosaurs are? No, go ahead. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, we're here. Okay. What I have, it's a gift. It was a wedding gift from my late husband back in 1993. And he had a $100 gold coin, 1979, the year of the child. Yep. And he had that set into what I call a shoulder. And he took it to his his jewelers on the Danforth, Edwards and Davies. Yep. Had it set in and has a a nice long gold chain. Okay. That was presented to me on the day of my wedding. This, that's a nice, nice thing to do. On um, the uh, the gold coins, about a half. It's a half ounce of gold, so it's worth approximately eight hundred dollars. And um, the, I don't know much gold is in the bezel and the chain, um, but it doesn't sound like something you want to get rid of right away. But if you did, uh, it, you've got at least that much gold. The bezel and the chain are probably going to be. It costs uh, a couple of hundred dollars to get it done, but it mainly comes down to how much gold is in it. Mm-hmm. And we'd have to weigh that. And it just, uh, it's more personal to you. Someone else is just going to take it and take the coin and put it in their gold reserves. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. But it's an, that's a really nice gift. Yes. I went on, I Googled it on um, the other day, and they said <laughs> the coin of the year of the child, 22 carat was eight fifty nine twenty seven. That'd be no. That is the retail price because someone's making money. The gold in it is worth around seven hundred and sixty, seven eighty. Okay. And then then factor in the the yeah. uh, item it's in, and plus the uh, chain. Yeah, those I'd have to see. If I saw those, I can give you an exact price down to the penny. It's what we did. Because are you ever in Mississauga? I can, but it's mainly if it's a large amount of stuff. I'm I'm everywhere. Oh, I well. I never. I like I say I'm. People yeah, call you got your the buddy store. at Mississauga Cartons there. Mississauga, yeah, my, I was in Mississauga this week. On I had, Haynes Road. On hey, This Ben knows his stuff. On, I was actually <laughs> at Mississauga Cartons this week because I had to get a specialized box. And he took me on a tour of the back room. He's got 20,000 square feet of boxes. And there, he, because he's a recycler, he doesn't charge like $19. He gave me a box that, I, that the store was like $7, and he gave it to me for 90 cents. And I mean, if you're moving, and he had all any, I also needed bubble wrap to wrap up what I was shipping out, eh? I use them all the time, but I do go to Mississauga every so often. If you give um, Nathaniel, hang on the line, give Nathaniel your phone number, I will give you a call back because I'm, I'm out there. Uh, once a week. Okay, so Shirley, we'll try to get the two of you connected. Uh, she wants to get an appraisal of a necklace, and obviously you're out there from Mississauga Cartons on Haynes Road or <laughs> Haynes Avenue. You can Google it for the details. We have to take another quick break. Robert and Brian, hang in there. We're hoping to get to you. Uh, you're listening to Zuma Radio's Consignment Heroes. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. 
They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We're live this afternoon, and our next caller is Robert. Robert, how are you? Hello. Hey, Hello. Robert, how are you doing? What do you got, man? Uh, I have some 100 uh, year old uh, British stamps, used stamps. I was wondering if they carry any value. Yes, but you have to bring them into our store. And like I say, it's like paintings and uh, clocks and stamps. I have three experts who come in and give me the exact price because you really have to know your stuff with those. Okay? You drop them off in the store. He comes in about once every 10 days, gives me a price on them. You don't have to take He's not going to buy them from you without you saying yes. But he'll give you a value on them. And what he'll pay, what's even more important, what he, what he would pay for them, okay? And, yeah, like you say, he's always surprised. Something I think is really good, and he'll say, Paul, put this on an envelope and use it as a stamp. Okay? And other <laughs> stuff, he'll say, no, this is really good, and it's worth $10 or $20. or There's stamps up to $100,000, but you're not going to find out unless you check them out. That's I got Okay, so Robert, he has a stamp guy and you can visit his store at 10,341 Young Street. His stamp expert can give you a real-time value of what these stamps might be worth. You can decide what to do with them after that. Our next caller is going to be Brian. Brian joins us on the phone line. How are you, Brian? Brian. Hey now, Hello? Brian. Hey, Brian, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. Is this me you're talking to now? <laughs> if your name is Brian and you can yeah, hear yourself, oh, okay. yeah. It's just I wanted to double check. Anyway, yes, have I have a book in front of me called The Personal Memoirs of U.S. Grant. It's, yeah. uh, mm. It says it's 19, or 1885. Uh, I think because he's a U.S. president, a lot of people, they, they made a lot of these. Price sells between 50 and $75. I think it was done, af was done after his death. I think it was. Ulysses yes, S. Grants, yeah. Um, something like this. So no chance of an autograph. No, no chance of an autograph, no. Uh, really tough. Uh, we have um, to worry about its authenticity if we had one. On, um, but at fifty to a hundred dollars, because a lot of people still collect presidential stuff. Yes. But it looks a lot nicer than it sells for. Yeah. No. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. You have a good day. We always do. And Bogart, look at this. Yeah. I like. We're on. If people are streamcasting us, what, what are they called? What do they call when they it's can see us? It's called just streaming. What do you mean? Streaming. Casting? Yes. Okay. I don't know. But they'd see your your. Um, a uh, dinosaur on here with a CN Tower, and that's a raptor dinosaur, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, uh, but the, I'm not going back to the point that the dinosaurs don't exist, because they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> okay. So, no. so wait, Paul, we should also talk about, you guys have started to document some of your rarer items online. Why don't you talk about where some of our listeners can find some of these things? Oh, um, we're, on, we're doing a, um, YouTubes, 
Don't yeah. say YouTube's. It's YouTube. It, like just <laughs> on the internet. YouTube <laughs> on the internets on the Wi-Fi's. You know. We are starting to do a series of telling people what stuff is worth. One minute to two minutes, and we'll take an item, and we'll say, here's, here's the item. We'll show a lot of pictures, different views of it, and we'll say what it's worth. And that's what it's called. It'll be Paul Kenny for what, and Bogart Kenny for what it's worth. And then we do, like, I could do this top hat, and I can say this top hat. And I'll talk about talk about the maker, talk about what kind of shape it's in, and say this is worth $80. That's what you should call it. You should call it Paul's YouTube's. No, no. Just, just, you'll get some trash. It's, we're starting on that. But people actually can see us on radio, not see us no, on radio. No, they can't see you on the radio. I'll get, they can log on to Zoomer.com and see the live stream, and you can show off items there. But when you don't, uh, when we're not live on the radio, you've started to document some of the rarer items, including yeah. uh, rare jewelry, silver bars, and... Uh, You guys have an old solar radio from 1959 that I was fascinated to watch. Now, if you wanted to see some of this stuff, there's already there. Uh, You've started a YouTube channel called Paul and Bogart's Treasures. You can just go to YouTube, type in Paul and Bogart's Treasures. You can see some of the items that you've had through your hands in just the last few weeks and get an up-close look at it. I mean, we're on the radio. You don't, you you know, explaining what a rare gold coin or necklace or something like that might be worth is not the same as actually seeing it. So now there's a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to, and you guys are up videos all the time of some of the rarer items that you're coming across. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun with it. And we, it, we, t- we can be a little, we can show the picture and we can go into more of the details. Wait, why are these hats here? These hats here, because I was going to use them because we're on TV. I mean, we're streaming. I was going to use these hats and show them what they're worth. But I figure we have headphones on. We can't is do that. What are they worth then? I don't okay. know. This, ha- this hat, this is a bowler hat. This would look good on you. You're not, not even going to put it on, are you? No. no. Okay, this is a bowler. That, no, guys, we're out of time. We've got to wrap the show. But uh, you've been listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. Special thanks, of course, to Paul Kenny and Bogard Kenny and to our show's producer. And he screens all your phone calls as well. His name is Nathaniel Davidson. Have a great afternoon. And thank you for listening. Oh, that's some music. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.